Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com slash worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Rev. Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. The first lesson comes from Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test, why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, what shall I do with this, pe- with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock of Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We'll read responsively Psalm number 95. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Oh, that today you would hear God's voice. Harden not your hearts, as at Meribah and on the day at Massa in the desert. There your ancestors tested me, and they put me to the test, though they had seen my works, though they had seen my works. Forty years I loathed that generation, saying, The heart of this people goes astray, they do not know my ways. Indeed, I swore in my anger, they shall never come to my rest. The second lesson comes from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. 
Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to his grace in which we stand, we, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak at the time Christ died for the ungodly, indeed rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. Much more, surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life. But more than, but more than that, we've been, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus came to a Samarian city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samarian Samarian woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samarian woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samarians. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well? And with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Go, call your husband come back. Uh, I have no husband. You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one who you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. 
I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, what do you want or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left the water jug and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to complete his work. Do you not say, Four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you, and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages, and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Many Sumerians from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Sumerians came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. Please be seated, or remain seated. Jim and Karen, please be seated. And let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we love you and praise you and give you thanks. Thank you for the woman at the well, reminding us of our sins, reminding us of your living water that cleanses us from our sins. We thank you for the reminder of our response to you, just as the woman at the well, to proclaim your grace in what we say and what we do, even if it takes a little bit of guts. We ask, dear Lord, to send your Holy Spirit upon me, that I may preach your word truthfully and faithfully. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. When you hear the phrase, living waters, does anything come to mind? I, I think of Niagara Falls. Uh, and whenever I've been to Niagara Falls, uh, always love to go on Made of the Mist uh, boat rides. And because you really get a feel for the falls there. They, they take you there and then they park you in front of the falls. And so you can feel, first of all, see the immensity 
of the, of the falls, its height and width and everything else. You can feel the power as uh, they'll park the boat and you'll just pitch up and down uh, on uh, the water. Uh, you can hear the thundering sound of uh, Niagara Falls. Uh, and you can just feel the power. Um, sometimes you can just feel that spray coming from the falls. And sometimes if uh, it falls right, uh, you can even taste a little bit of the water uh, from the water uh, hitting your face. It's, it's a wonderful experience and all five senses are engaged and uh, it is just um, a, a really magnificent way to see and experience Niagara Falls. And when I think of that experience, then I think of living waters and the power of Jesus' living waters and, it, and the immensity uh, and the power of God. And so, keeping that in mind, uh, we come to the beginning of our gospel reading today. And again, thank you, Karen and Jim, uh, for participating today. I appreciate it much. And the scene is very unusual. First of all, the woman comes to the well at noon. Now, normally, uh, what happens, the women come to the well, you know, like around dawn, you know, and in the cool of the day, uh, and it's also a social event as well. Uh, a modern day equivalent is uh, the infamous uh, gathering around the water cooler at work, uh, or maybe the coffee pot, depending on if you need the caffeine too. Uh, but you get the idea. There's a social dimension uh, besides uh, you know, one's needs. And we have Jesus and he strikes up a conversation with this woman. Now, in today's society, we might not really think that much about it, but back then, this was a big deal. Uh, Jews did not talk with Samaritans. It was just something you just didn't do. Uh, uh, and uh, on top of that, you have a man engaging conversation with a woman. Again, that just doesn't happen. And so, as we think about this scene and this conversation that occurs, <clears throat> the one piece of good news that I take away with is the fact that Jesus breaks down barriers. He breaks down the barriers that we create. Uh, and specifically, when we stop and think about it, uh, the barriers uh, that we have right now. Here, Jesus breaks them all down. Jesus breaks down the barriers, the dams that try to hold back his living water. He breaks down the barriers of the dams of our sins that damn us. And so Jesus engages conversation with the woman. And he talks about living waters. And so, uh, again, uh, whether we think of Niagara Falls or whether we think of other living waters, uh, another uh, living water comes to mind is the Mississippi. 
And, and think about that uh, living water for a while because it's very much like Jesus uh, in the fact that uh, it maybe starts like a trickle, you know, a baby born at Bethlehem uh, in a feeding trough for animals. And it grows and it gains power as it grows. And also, too, if you think of the Mississippi, uh, and if you remember your maps of the United States, it doesn't happen in a straight line. Rather, it goes and has kind of a crooked course. There's a lot of twists and turns and bends in the river. And sometimes our lives are like that. Uh, there are certain twists and turns in our lives that are beyond our control, and we just don't know what's going to happen. But the river, even besides all those twists and turns, there's a straight way that it's going. It's, it's going to the Gulf of Mexico. There is a direction given to it. And that's true for us, too. We might not know all the different bends and twists and turns, but God has a direction for us. God gives us a blessing even in the midst of those twists and turns. Because in those twists and turns, that helps the farmlands in the surrounding area. Maybe we don't know the people that we help as a result of the twists and turns our lives. And so uh, Jesus continues his conversation with the woman at the well. And the thing that really amazes me in this conversation is how the uh, conversation has twisted and turned and changed uh, for this woman. Here, Jesus addresses her life, her sins. I admire her courage to hang in there with Jesus. I admire her courage for being able to take the stuff that Jesus is saying. I mean, think about it. If we had a conversation with Jesus in our prayer life, or uh, if we could imagine it, how would we feel for God to know all the dirty stuff that we have done in our lives, to know our sins? And there's no defense, and certainly we can't pretend that Jesus doesn't know it. How would we handle that? How would we handle a true confession before God? This is what this woman is experiencing. But there is again another shift, another turn in the, in the account and in the conversation. And notice that the woman puts the uh, water jar off to the side, and her response to what has taken place in terms of being changed through these living waters is grace. Grace happens 
in the conversation this woman has with Jesus. Grace happens when her sins are exposed and she is now freed. Grace happens because Jesus gives her what she needs, living waters, and she doesn't need the water from the well anymore. And notice her response is evangelism. And that should be our response too from the freedom of sin that God gives us every Sunday when we confess our sins. Evangelism. And notice three things about this evangelism. First, um, she has question in her evangelism. She doesn't claim to know all the answers. She doesn't uh, claim to know anything beyond of what she has experienced. She shares what she has heard firsthand about Jesus. So it's okay for us to have questions. It's okay for us in sharing our story because simply, I know I don't have all the answers. So here is this woman briefly sharing she has what she knows. Second, she realizes that it's not all up to her. Whenever we evangelize, whenever we share our story, sometimes we get the feeling that we've got to do it all. We have to let room for Jesus to enter in. Notice many more believed after they heard Jesus. But it was through her evangelism that helped made that connection. Maybe that's one way in which we look at our evangelism uh, as such, that we just help connect people with God. Further that connection uh, that maybe has been unplugged for a while. And finally, again, uh, look at the courage that she had. Again, we talked about that a little bit uh, earlier uh, with uh, her hanging in there with the conversation with Jesus. But think about this. She goes and shares her story to whom? The very people who have ostracized her, who have kicked her out, who have made her an outcast. She goes to them first. What an amazing woman. What, it just is phenomenal. She has the guts to pay it forward to the people who have hurt her the most. Wow. We too might consider who we talk uh, to. Maybe it's the people we have the most problems with. Maybe in that process, it is the opportunity to reconcile, just as this woman was able to reconcile with the village who had made her an outcast. As we reflect upon this beautiful story in the Gospel of John and this account and this dialogue between Jesus and the woman at the well, I think it's important for us to realize that we are the woman at the well. We are the ones with a shady past. We are the ones who have sinned. 
but God's living waters of our baptism have cleansed us, have restored us, restored our relationship with God, restored our relationship with neighbor. And these living waters of God allows grace to happen in our lives. This morning, let us boldly go and trust God in our lives. Let us be confident in the love and the mercy of our Lord to live out our lives in faith, in hope, and in love. And to this, all of God's children say, Amen. You just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship if you are able. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. We are a church in service. If you wish to support our podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our outreach. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs, or you choose to contribute to the church in another way. One way you can support our church is through the Amazon Smile program, where the nonprofit of your choice can receive 0.5% of the purchase price of products sold while costing you nothing extra. You can get started by going to smile.amazon.com and searching for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church. Of course, we encourage you to keep up with our church at our website at sotvchurch.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SOTV Sandyville. We will be back with another message next week. Tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.